So yeah, um, I, I think maybe these two things might tie together, question number one and question number two then, about like writing large commercial and then, you know, doing it with a small agency. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, huh, I'm not good at multitasking. I'm playing video games and I have to answer You can stop playing video games I'm gonna at put, any point I'm going to put the, I'm gonna put the controller yeah. down and uh, turn it off. Um, So, um, I'll start with the agency story. Um, I took over a family agency in about uh, 2010, and we had a we had five carriers. Uh, those carriers will go uh, nameless. Can I just say uh, I hate you for making me sit in a beanbag? Yeah, you can absolutely. So. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <sighs> um, so five carriers. Um, and in the first six months, four of them cut my compensation because I was small. Carrier X said, we used to pay you 15%, we're only gonna pay you 12 now. Un unless you get to yeah. this much revenue. Carrier Y said, we're changing our comp plan. You know, it used to be 20% for package, now it's 18. Carrier C said, we're tiering new and renewal. Um, and they took hits on my renewal. And so taking over the agency, um, I had a, uh, Best case scenario, probable scenario, and then worst case scenario. I was about 10% below my worst case scenario my first year. Um, so it was just, it was a difficult time for me uh, to take over an agency and to have forces beyond my control um, eat into the margins. Now, mind you, I was 30 years old, I made a ton of mistakes, and so I'm, this is not a blame the carrier story. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but the carrier compensation certainly contributed to it. And you could, I could tell the way the industry was going was to squeeze smaller agencies to join Keystone, SIAA, yeah. or um, get acquired by private equity, whatever. So those that are doing it and that are successful, people like uh, Seth at Zinc. Seth, this one's for you. What's up, Seth? Um, I have a lot of respect for. Um, and uh, there's another gentleman in the hometown where I live, uh, Cleveland Heights, Ohio gentleman by the name of David Keller. Um, Keller National is the name of his, his agency. Sounds familiar. Small shop, yeah. five people. He's 33 years old, I believe. Um, and yeah. he's doing it. He's hired a producer. He goes after his own business as well. And so um, he and I have a great relationship. So I have a lot of respect for people that can do it. Um, I think for me, um, the cutting of compensation was actually fortuitous. Um, because it took me out of an area where I was incompetent, which was running a business, and put me into an area where I was more competent, which is taking care of clients and sales. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I think a lot of agents, agencies, never ask themselves that question: Am I good at running a business? Yes, that is correct. It's the uh, if you ever read the book, the E Myth, the Entrepreneurial Myth. I, so one of the things I hate most about myself is that I don't read books. But do you, they, listen, do they, you listen to like Thank you for bringing books. that up. No, I don't listen. I feel like that's cheating. So we can get into all my little nuances and idiosyncrasies if we want. But um, Are you familiar with the book? Yes, I have heard of the book. Okay. Yes. Are you familiar so, with the premise of the book? Uh, maybe. I can spare you a read if you want me to just tell you what the book's that about would, in one that's sentence. How, yes, please. That's how I live my life. Most entrepreneurs are terrible business owners. Beautiful. 
most salespeople are terrible business owners. Yeah. It's Peter's principle. Sure. You take your best salesperson and yep. you make that person the sales manager. Right. Why would you do that? Yeah, he's, you know? he's not a manager. Yeah. Yes. So um, there's a ton of, and so this I think cuts it, it's sort of a, an epidemic in, in insurance, but it's also, you see this in every industry. Yeah. Is it the person with the idea, the person that builds it is not necessarily the best person to run it. And I didn't do that in that case, it was my father who built the agency. I took it over and realized pretty quickly that I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, 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 was, that was sort of my, uh, let's say about 18 months of agency ownership. Is the agency still around? Yeah, okay. my, my dad still runs oh, it. Oh, yeah. okay, he's, so he's still running. Yeah, I gave it back to him. Um, he's doing well. Um, he's probably a typical agent that's of um, retiring age in the yeah. next few years joined up with SIAA or Keystone, one of those, you know, for perpetuation. And uh, yeah, he's doing well, well so. That's good. If I could ever figure out the answer to this, why insurance is such a family-driven industry, it's very, it's very interesting. I don't know what it is that makes it be that way, but it definitely is, would you, would you agree? 100%. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Do you have any insights on why it's such a family? I, I do. Um, so, First of all, you have to start with like kids never say like I want to sell insurance when I grow up. 100%. I want to join the industry, but it's 10%. I think it's I think it's uh, don't quote me on this. 10% of the world's economy is in, is insurance based. It's a big big percent. It's a big number. Yeah. And so you think about, I mean, staffing isn't a one to one correlation, but let's just pretend it's a one to one correlation. You have 10% of the world's employees that are in the insurance world, so no one wants to go into it. Um, how do they enter the workforce then? And there's one way to do it, which is to join a carrier. We have carriers around Cleveland, like Progressive, for example, where you can go there, get a pretty slick marketing job. Benefits, I don't know what the salary starts at, 60,000, 80,000, 100,000. I, I don't even know how that world works. Um, but, yeah. or you can join an agency where the agency tells you yeah, we'll subsidize you for a year. We'll yeah. give you a draw. You're going to have to make it. You're going to have to pound the pavement. It's, it's just not an attractive thing. And the agents that are most successful are agents that, are, um, that enter in, typically that I've seen, are um, legacy, from legacy agencies. But the kid gets it. I don't know. Like... They, they bite onto something and they have a vision and they grow it. Because the, that, okay, so that new employee, that new salesperson is going to need to be subsidized for probably four to five years. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think a 22-year-old can make money yeah. entering the business. I mean, you, you have to sell X number of policies. You're either selling 500 home and autos a year, which is a grind, or you got to go after $50 million companies, which who's going to give their business to a 22-year-old kid? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm rambling. Those are my thoughts. I, I will say this. The best, one of the reasons that you see children get into the industry is because subsidization is difficult and a lot of people don't make it. And parents want to give their kids a shot and they're more willing to forgive their kids and give them second and third chances when they don't hit their sales numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be here if my dad wasn't generous in my first few years. And I hate to say that, but... I, no, I can say the same thing. Yeah, 100%. like, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't know how to yeah. network. I have a degree in English literature. Yeah, good, good choice. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks. Um, I didn't know how to network. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know anything. So I don't know. So you, you obviously said, I'm assuming, because I said I want to do everything but sell insurance growing up. I'm sure, did you say the same thing? I don't think I ever said that to my dad. Um, no, no, not say, I've never said it out loud. No, but it, thought about it, yes, no. no. Um, it's just kind of just your subtle mantra, your kind of quiet mantra I, that you have. I, I loved to read and I loved to write and I graduated from college and I realized like I didn't want to teach. I was like, what else do you do? I didn't want to go to law school, I was done with school. And so I started mowing lawns. And then um, I ended up running the company. We had like four or five crews. And my father saw, I think, what he would consider business acumen, that I, I knew a little bit about what I was doing. So he said, why don't you come into the insurance world? So that's how I got on board. Really? Yeah. You didn't ask he, interesting. Yeah, he said he would never ask, um, but he saw me working like uh, probably 80, 85 hours a week. Yikes landscaping so and running crews and if someone didn't show up you'd have to throw your dickies on and put the hat on and mow lawns yourself so how long was that time period um i started when i was 16 um and then so i did it every summer yeah and then after college i did it for about two years okay yeah so yeah okay um when did you, i guess so let me ask this question because there's probably a lot of people a lot of agents that are in family businesses yeah. that may or may not have other opportunities, let's say. Yeah. Was it just strictly the, boy, this sucks because my compensation is not what I want? Like, it's just I don't have the leverage that I, th I want? Or was there just kind of something else? Like, it's just like, because I, I don't think people even consider it as, as an, I would say 90% of people don't even consider it an option. That, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no, there was something else, I think, driving my decision. Um, I enjoyed um, writing larger accounts. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed working on them. I enjoyed cutting my teeth with them. Uh, the, the buyer sometimes, it's not all the time, but it's supposed to be a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. So um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, you know, working with business owners, working with C-level executives, um, things like that. So. Those were the accounts that I enjoyed writing, um, and it's, I, 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 I want to call this maybe a failure of imagination on my part, but I didn't know how to do that with a small agency. I didn't know how I could say, this is why I'm different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, how, how are you different? Yeah. We have great service. You know, how are you different? You know, like, right today, I can say that um, with a large account, let's just say large construction, I can write with AIG, Zurich, Chubb, CNA, like travelers, like I have like six large construction places in-house. Yeah. Before it was just travelers. You know, that was my only yeah. national carrier. And um, it's just, it's hard to go after those accounts when you've only got one, one opportunity, you've only got one, one feather shot, in your yeah. cap. Yeah. And either you get it or you don't. And you're sort of married to that that na that one national carrier, so that that was a difficulty. Um, the other difficulty was, um, I think, culture was a big one. Um, a small agency comes with its culture quirks. Yeah, I mean, so does a large agency. I mean, McGowan, we have probably about 300 employees, give or take. It's a big and fancy it, building. Yeah, big fancy building. Um, and it, but it comes with its quirks, like every agency does. Yeah. 
but um, they're man. It's tough because, like, like I said, I think you know if, if this makes the the video edit, um, I have respect for Seth and like David Keller at Keller National, and yeah. so I, 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 it's hard because I want to say like I'm bigger and I'm better, but that's not, it's not necessarily true. So it's tough to like talk about this when I don't want to be like I left because it was too small and there were greener pastures. One. Well, you know, two, this is just another chapter in the story, right? This is This is the end this of is business. The account. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> gotta you gotta get it done, right? Good afternoon, this is Patrick.